Good afternoon, everyone. This is Candace with Candace Talks, and today I have a really awesome guest, and her name is Miss Ashley Hazel Love, and we're going to talk about a couple things today. Hello, I am happy to be here. Hey, y'all. You guys, it's a surprise. She's a poet. She's an artist. Um, and she does such an awesome thing in the community. And I wanted to give her the chance to kind of talk about like herself and what's new in your life. Thank you, Candice. I'm happy to, you know, be a part of this platform. Um, it is like one of my very first like podcasts. So I'm very excited about it. I'm a little nervous, but it'll it'll leave. It'll leave in time. So how did you become Miss Ashley Hazelove? Um, well, my name is Ashley. Um, that's my real first name. Hazel is not my last name, but it kind of just came to me because, um, I don't know, like people used to just call me Hazel as like a nickname in high school sometimes. And then it kind of just stuck with me. And then I don't know where the love came from. I put my name as Ashley Hazel Love on Facebook. And then people, because I do poetry and stuff like that, um, people started knowing me from poetry before they knew like the other parts of who I really am. Oh. So I would see people in public and they would be like, hey, you're Ashley Hazelove. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I am. So it just kind of stuck. So a lot of people actually think that that's like my real last name, it's not. But, and then I, I, as I started doing poetry more and people would like kind of just give me tips, like, you know, like, you know, if this is something you really want to do, then this is your brand now. Yeah. So now it's Ashley Hazelove like all across the board. So. Would you say that that name, like, defines you? Like, is this your official artist name going forward? Yes, it definitely is. I've thought about changing it, but I feel like because I started with Ashley Hazel Love and I'm nowhere near as close to where I want to be, I got to see it through with that, you know, with what I started with. And it's just, I don't know, it kind of attached to me now. Like, a lot of people, I, I like to spread love, you know, like, when I go into situations or any type of environment, like, I try to go into that environment already full of love so that no matter what that environment has i'm i'm bringing the love there i don't care what else is there you know so like i love the ashley love and then the hazel kind of just throws it in there for a little spice i guess so that's really beautiful though because like basically your whole essence is about showing love and like just what a nice thing it's like it's not even it really all defines you as your character you're not selfish you want to show love to whoever and that's awesome yeah like as an artist where do you see yourself in five years Whew. uh i man poet of the year is what i'm going for and that's a big platform it's a big title but that's really where i'm aiming for poet of the year is on my bucket list um so it's something that i'm definitely you know trying to get to i'm trying to take different platforms and different um, opportunities that have helped me get to that. I'm trying to learn from other poets, like older poets that have been in the game way longer than me. But yeah, Poet of the Year is where I see myself. I also see myself, you know, graduated from college as a full child psychologist or psychiatrist. So um, yeah, and then, you know, like I like to, because I love psychology, like I love to like intertwine the two. So wherever I can bring creativity with psychology, I try to do that. I feel like it's easier for people to, you know, people to understand better, like especially about themselves, like because your yeah. creativity is really one of the best parts of who you are. Yes. And your psychology is really one of the most complex parts of who you are. So you can mix them. You can find a way to mix the two. And you really just open up like a whole nother avenue, a whole nother platform for yourself, you know? So Yes. But yeah, poet of the year, that's what I'm aiming for. Would you say like... 
because you use art to express yourself like why art how how did art become so important to you that you're at this point right now um and it, the crazy thing is, like, I used to do poetry in high school. I never really took it serious. It was a hobby. You know, as I got older, I would do it in my free time to just help me release as a way of venting to myself when I couldn't vent to other people, you know? And it's a lot of people that didn't even think I would be doing half of the stuff that I'm doing now with poetry. Hmm. And I let a lot of those thoughts get into my thoughts. And I was just like, poetry is just always going to be a hobby. And then when I started just kind of pouring my heart out more and just seeing some of the reactions I would get or people would contact me like, oh, I want to book you for this event. And I'm like, you want to book me for an event? Like, what? You're going to pay me to just pour my heart out on this stage? So it was like, I think that's what helped me. Like, art is a natural way of self-care. It's a natural way to just release how you feel or, you know, things like that. So it's like poetry is all of that for me. So... That's how to be able to to be able to like talk about poetry and perform for other people through my way of healing. And then that allows them to some way find healing or even the people that don't look at it as healing. They just look at it as entertainment. Well, entertainment can be a form of healing sometimes. So that's kind of like where art came in, like because poetry is a form of art. So to be able to to do that and then to do it for people and they actually enjoy it. Like, I feel like that just makes it all the more better for me. So basically, you're, like, mad passionate about your art because you want to be poet of the year. Like, you're saying, like, I have something to say. So much so that I have to be so profound in my speech that I am poet of the year. Yes. What do you have to say? A lot. I feel like poetry, as I go further and be in poetry, because I want to be the best. So in order to be the best, you kind of have to step outside of your comfort zone. And me and being able to step outside of my comfort zone in a creative way, it also allows me to do it in other aspects of my life. Because now I want to talk about the stuff that I'm not used to talking about. So now I'm collaborating with other artists. Well, now because I feel like I can talk about the stuff that I'm not used to talking about, now I'm going to go out and do stuff that I'm not used to doing. Like, I never thought I would want to go hiking. I enjoy it. I never thought I would want to just sit in a room quiet with no sound just to clear my mind. I enjoy it. You get what I'm saying? So it's like me being able to be more diverse in my poetry has helped me be more diverse in my life. And you can't be the best. If you cannot see, uh, if you can't see it or feel it or hear it or even say it from every aspect of life, you get what I'm saying? So it's like being diverse, it gives you that other perspective. It gives you that other, okay, this is the way I'm used to doing it, but I could also do it this way. Or now I can understand you because I'm more diverse in my poetry. Now I can actually listen to the poetry that you're telling me or to the words that you're telling me without my ears being closed as to only what I've experienced. Yes. So you have like a growing fan base, like what do you want people to look up to you for? Like, do you, like, how do you want yourself to be presented? Like if someone goes, yo, that Ashley Hazel love, what do they say after that? I want people to look at Ashley Hazel love and just see authentic because when we like, let's use love. For example, when we think of love, we always say all the good things about love. Love is beautiful. Love feels good. Love is this. Love is that. Love is not just this and that. Love is also the ugly part. Love is waking up feeling complete crap and still showing yourself some type of grace. Love is somebody hurting you and you still finding some type of understanding in them not to hurt them back. You get what I'm saying? So like, 
I want to be able to be that authentic where it's like, you know, some days I'm not going to be the best version of me. My All of my poems are not going to be hits. Some of them are going to be like, it was deep. Like it wasn't, it, it didn't make me smile. It didn't make me laugh. Like, it was deep. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I want them to look at me and just see that authentic, like she's authentic. And then I also want them to see like resilience because it's like, because of poetry, like no matter what I go through, I always have a way to express myself. I always have a way to go to the next level. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, I want them to see that as well. And then healing. I feel like those three things, authentic, resilience, and healing, I aim for when I try to reach somebody else. Be who you are unapologetically. I've learned that just from certain people around me. And then it's like, heal. You have to heal certain parts of yourself. Like if you don't, how can you go to the next level? Especially like when you when we talk about healing your inner child or healing some of your traumas. It's hard, but you have to heal. And then that resilience. How how do you come back from this situation? And that's what I aim to like push to everybody else. I love that you chose the word resilience. Um, I was sitting at a bar one day and this guy said something along the lines of 10 people can go through a similar story. Mm. You know, Five of them can choose to get on drugs. They can choose to absolutely quit. They can choose to like be abusive. They can choose to allow themselves to drown. Three people may decide that they just give up. They work really hard and they give up at some point. But there's always that one person that stands out above the most. And it says so much about your character to say, you know what? Poetry is my greatest form of expression. It is how I get my words out. I want to be vulnerable. I want people to know they can be safe. I want people to know that I stand for love. So much so, I am poet of the year. You heard what I said, and I left them speechless. And so to hear that, it's like, dang, what an honor to be in your presence as an artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're fixing to do really great things. And like, do you ever say I'm proud of myself? That is something that I just recently started doing, you know, because like last year I felt like I went through finding myself spiritually and it was an experience like no other. Like, and it took me to go through something traumatic in order for me to reach that point. And so then I started to say, like, I'm proud of myself. Like, I came far. Like, that when I first met, I ain't even gonna say got closer to myself. I'm gonna say I met myself spiritually. And that experience is like a whole nother level because you you tap into parts of yourself that you never knew that you could or didn't even know existed. So it's like that's when I learned to start being gracious to myself. And I feel like God and the universe, they kind of work together to make sure that you go through certain things. Like once you reach a level and you think you might think in your mind, okay, like I reached this level. It's smooth sailing from here. The universe is like, nah, it's not. It's something else you need to learn. In order for you to learn it, you got to go through something else. God is like, but when you go through this, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to carry you through it so that when you get to the other side, you know what to do. So then I just went through something else recently that kind of like broke me down a bit so I could build myself back up. You get what I'm saying? And you don't understand it until you make it to the other side. Like you'll be going through it like, what the hell is this? You said that I was gifted. I was destined to do this, this, and this. Why am I going through this? Like, I don't understand it. This is not right. Like, am I doing something wrong? And it's not that you're doing something wrong. It's like you've reached the highest level that you can reach with that type of perspective. So now I got to bring you down a notch so that you can go to another type of perspective and I can take you higher. Yes. So I feel like now I'm getting right back into being more gracious with myself. We're just understanding. Yes, I went through this. Yes, I went through this. No, I didn't handle myself the way I wish I would have. But I learned something about myself. Now I know. 
this is how I, I am in that type of environment. So until I learn how to be exactly what I need to be in every environment, I'm going to stay out of that environment. And I feel like that was another lesson. Like, I don't, I don't perform well when I'm heartbroken. Okay, Ashley, stop intentionally putting yourself in situations that are going to leave you heartbroken. You know you cannot be the best Ashley that you want to be. Yeah. So you have to stop going through those things. So are you ready for your next stage in success? Like, are you ready to be essentially like a beacon for women or to everyone around the world that will look at your work and be like, dang, I want to be like Ashley Hazel Love. Just hearing that is scary. Like hearing somebody <laughs> say, I want to be like Ashley Hazel Love. It's like, do you know that I'm a wreck 90% of the time? But that wreck is that authentic part that I was talking about. Because yes. a lot of us women, especially black women, we were programmed to be strong black women. Like we were programmed to believe you go through what you go through at home. When you step outside your door, you are a strong black woman. And that's how you carry yourself. And it's like, you really want to take that away because that is really operating out of masculine energy. Yes, we want to be strong, but don't forget, you are a woman. You are soft. You're meant to be soft. You're meant to be gentle with yourself and with others. So you don't have to put on this persona like you're a strong black woman. So it's like, am I ready to be that? No, not at this very moment. And I think that's why the universe has done certain things to help me get ready for that. And it will continue to do so. I do have faith that everything that I'm going through now, everything that I went through, everything that I'm going to go through is going to be for my greater good, you know, because like the bigger the responsibility, the bigger the title, the bigger the the bigger you strive, the more bigger your obstacles will yes. become. So while I've dealt with small monsters for my small dreams, as my dreams get bigger, those nightmares will get bigger as yes. well, you know, so it's like now just ha- trying to trying to find balance and like knowing how to carry myself through those situations where I don't become stagnant, where I can just go through them, you know? If your inner child looked at you right now, would they be proud of you? Yes, absolutely. Because I can't, that's a good question. I feel like, I love that question. That's a question I think we should all ask ourselves more, to be more gracious. Because knowing what I went through you know, as a teenager or what I feel like I was missing as a child and to look at me now and just the way that I can love on my kids and the way that I love on other people's kids, I definitely feel like my inner child would be like, girl, look at you. You did it. Like, and without what you thought you needed in order to do it, you know? Yes. Like, so when it comes to being absolutely famous, (laughs) Your life is about the change. Everything about you, every place you go to, even so much so you have to be careful about the places you go to because people are going to look at you a different way. Like, when it comes to being this, what steps have you prepared to get ready for that? Um, I feel like a lot of it comes from one understanding. Like, like I was just saying earlier, you know, when you go to a club and you are a beautiful woman, you know, and not every woman knows how to admire another woman's beauty. For some women, it's intimidating. So just being able to, one, understand, like, a woman that may look at me as intimidating, I shouldn't take it personal. I'm not her problem. I'm just the figure, the the visual to what her actual problem is. She's balancing something on the inside of her. So being able to have that understanding so that I don't react to certain things that people may do or say. Like, now I know, okay, if I'm operating from a a level of I'm taking this personal, I'm going to react in a negative way. That's not going to help me or you. But operating from a place of understanding is like, oh, she's looking at me kind of funny. 
Okay, she must feel some type of way about herself. Okay, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to say hello. I'm going to make her feel beautiful. You look beautiful today. Maybe she hasn't heard that. You get what I'm saying? And everybody doesn't know how to handle that. So that's like one way that I try to look at things. And then just also constantly reminding myself who I want to be. If I came in contact with three people today and I never got a chance to come in contact with those three people again, but these three people can say one thing about me, I don't ever want it to be like, she has an ugly spirit. She's pretty, but she's ugly on the inside. I want them to be like, Ashley, here's a love. I met her once. It was a nice experience. Like, we had a good conversation. Her spirit was good. Her energy was good. You get what I'm saying? So I, like, strive to try to do that. And on the days that I feel like I'm not that, I kind of try to stay away, you know, because... Everybody's not going to know how to handle you when you're not at your best. Everybody expects that. So just knowing that sometimes you don't come in, or even just the people around you sometimes, they don't always know how to handle the down Ashley, the depressed Ashley, the anxious Ashley. The people that really know me could be like, she don't have an attitude problem. She has really bad anxiety right now. But the people that don't know me, they don't know that. They just know I'm not in a talkative mood. I don't want to be around you. It's not personal. I just know I can't give you the experience that I want to give people when they come in contact with me. So I stay closed off sometimes. That's your space, you know, and that's really dope that you would choose to like say, hey, man, listen, I'm not in that zone. Now, when it comes to your followers, like, are you willing to show them that vulnerability? Show them like your stressed outside, like your depressed side, like, because as you grow in fame, people are going to always need something from you. And are you going to be willing to show them that side of you to be there for them if you can? Right. That if you can part is the biggest part because I that's one thing I admire about you is that I feel like you are the most just free-spirited person that I know right now. You know, like, <laughs> whether you're going to get the, the happy Candace, the sad Candace, the I don't want to talk right now, dude, Candace. Like, you're going <laughs> to get Candace. And I love that about you because it doesn't ever feel fake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you don't have to fake it. And that also, like you said, opens up the, the table for other people to feel like they can be vulnerable. Am I at that space right now? No. Um, do I feel like it's somewhere that I will get? I do. I do feel like as I continue to just learn myself, live in myself, and just be yes. myself, I'll start to learn that this is the Ashley you're going to get today. Like, this is just who you're going to get. you either going to love me, all of me, or you just going to find a way to just maneuver around the parts you love. And that's okay, too. I am perfectly fine with some people only wanting me on a good day. That's fine. That's understandable. But just understand that means I'm not going to always be in your space because I'm not always good, you know? Thanks. And that's okay. So I say all of this to say, like, I am absolutely proud of you as an artist because it's like, dude, I want to have another podcast with you where we're talking about what you did a month ago. How'd you, what'd you do three weeks ago? Like, what did you do? Because I swear almost every time I'm talking to you, you're, you're off to the next thing. And because I know it's going to be so fast, I want our next podcast to be what's the next thing what's the next thing for Ashley Hazelove um well right now I am preparing for a trip that I'm taking uh the end of June to LA for BET Awards weekend to perform um really nervous about that but that is something that I'm trying to like wrap my head around prepare myself mentally and physically um I am also looking to start a all women's poetry tour called the goddess tour um so I, eventually I'm going to start putting plans after the L.A. thing. I want to start putting that into motion because I feel like we need that, something like that, you know, to have all beautiful women inside and out, like just 
connected with themselves spiritually from different walks of life, different perspectives, able to just go and do poetry. You know, I feel like poetry is a very... You don't find a lot of poetry spots, like, in your local places, you know? So, the places that they do have them, we want to start traveling to them. So, eventually, I am going to start, like, opening up the platform for that so I can get more people on board. One thing I do want to say about that, though, is, like, everything I have, I've worked for. Like, I haven't had handouts. I would love them if I can get them. Like, if I can get grants, that's great. But for anybody that does plan to be a part of the poetry tour, it is something we're going to have to fund ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like... If we can find investors and funders to help, that's great. But if not, I definitely want people that understand this is not a paid vacation. Because if we could do it, I would love it. But until we have that avenue, right now, it's what we pour into it is what we're going to get out of it. And I'm okay with that. So I just want other women that understand that and that are also okay with that. All right, bet. So I guess, like, uh, to wrap up everything, like, we are aiming to fill each other's cups. And I look forward to doing another piece with you because I swear, what a filling podcast it was. Like, seriously. And the world, you guys better watch out because Ashley Hazel Love is on the way. And she's bringing Candace, so <laughs> just know, okay, we both going to be on that platform. And I'm just, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to have met somebody like you because... I don't know if you hear it often, but your energy is, like, life-changing. Like, there are very few people who you can interact with one or two times, and they just give you a different type of energy where it's, like, you will forever remember that person. Like, I could never see you again, which is not going to happen, but I could never see you again (laughs) after today. And Candace will always have a plaque with her name and her face on it in my memory of, like, great energy, great spirit, like, inspiration, motivational, like... Just great, like, accountability, all of that in one little person. I just love it. (laughs) I just love it. Thank you, dude. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I cannot wait for what we have next. Thank you again, dude. Thank you. All right.